Guys in Shorts Sports Los Angeles, your weekly podcast for all things L.A. sports. Not to brag, but we're also a pretty good follow on Twitter at Guys in Shorts L.A., on Instagram at Guys in Shorts Sports, and on Facebook or on the good old-fashioned internet at guysinshorts.com. On the show this week, we'll be talking about every Dodger fan's nightmare. Are you scared yet, Vic? He's trembling. He's crying. <laughs> we have to talk about it. Oh, tissue. we got to talk about it. We also have the latest on your Angels and Galaxy Plus this week. Your Los Angeles Rams report to training camp. That's right. Woo-hoo! It's almost football season, gentlemen. In honor of this most glorious time of year, we have a guest on the show today who we're going to talk some Rams with, author of Hollywood's team, Grit, Glamour, and the 1950s Los Angeles Rams, Jim Hawk will be joining us. Yeah. A real-life author. Guys, it's pretty cool. We're coming up, gentlemen. Let's do it. I am Jeff Wilson, and that is our resident author, actually. Shout out to Tommy the Courageous Bird. Nice. Victor Costello. This past Sunday, there was a disturbance in the force. I don't know. I don't know what it is. That's a a good tease. (laughs) (laughs) Five more days till training camp. (laughs) So excited. Get out there to UCI. Yeah. We're better than the King Show. And Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. Yes, I'm here uh, to report that Ben Garcia has requested a trade from Guys in Shorts. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. It does. That makes sense. Not playing well with others. That fool is still going. He wants his own team. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Him and Kyrie going to make it happen. Yeah. I thought he wanted to play for the other team. But, but I'm loving yeah. the pay couch, couch all to myself. So yeah, there yes. you go. Oh, you sprawled out and joined right. it. Hey, happy Shark Week, guys. Yes. Shark Week. Oh, quick update. Michael Phelps did lose to the Great White. You think? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't believe yeah. it. And for all you out there that were upset because he didn't actually race against a real shark right next to him, come on. What were you expecting? Yeah. yeah. How I, were you I, expecting I, what that? Were you, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was going to get eaten by a shark. Shame on you. Come on. Actual shark. Shame on all of you. Oh, I love it. All right. Good stuff, but let's talk some sports. How about we start with the Dodgers? That Kershaw injury. Ouch. Vic, Uh your thoughts. Good Lord. Where do I start? You know, it's never good when... you're at a, a, a you know an event for charity event actually selling lemonade. Darren knows oh, what I'm talking yes, about. Oh yes, my daughter. Yes. But um, and you see Twitter literally scared. Oh really? Oh, people were going nuts, especially worst, because yeah. you know the, the whole thing happened with him where he's pitching. Is that the disturbance in the force? That was the disturbance ah, in the force. Yes, got it. Well so done. He's uh you know he's pitching he. M- Throws which looks like you know an honest you know just innocuous pitch, and he kind of pauses a little bit, and then you see him turn his back, and then you see uh, the catcher sprint out <laughs> from like he knew something was wrong because the dugout also saw something was wrong. Yeah, and they you know they run out there, and you're like crap, like what is going on? You know he finishes the inning, and then he's do up a bat, and this is only the second inning. And he's not on deck. And at that point, Twitter just blows up. And it's like, why isn't Kershaw batting? Where's Kershaw? What happened to Kershaw? Is he hurt? Is this the end? Like, what's going on? People are like, literally, I think people were crying at this point. Like, Mm -hmm. Dodger fans, there were some people sweating, crying, just passed out. Um, Panic attacks. Yes. And uh, I don't blame them. I mean, I was... All, Vic, all of us. I no. I was refreshing my feed. Yeah. Eric, Eric yeah, was, was watching there. me. Eric was there. I, I remember seeing the highlight because yeah. the it didn't look like anything happened. Right. And usually, when injuries don't look spectacular, those are the worst ones. Bo Jackson. Cause, yeah, because when you yeah. see a guy twist an ankle or do that, there usually is some recovery time. But when you see the guy go down, either just you see this in soccer where the guy just pulls up lame or, you know, you see him throw and then nothing happens. That's usually when there's something really wrong internally. And so that's when I knew, okay, this isn't good because it's not like he got hit by a ball. It's not like he he came down wrong. There was just something was was off. And that was the scary part because, yeah, who knows? Because he already has back issues. From last season, so that's the scary thing. Yeah, and I was going to say, season. I mean, you Dodger fans, you should have some concern because this is what three years now, four years that he's had some sort of back issue. 
Yeah, he's had tightness and stuff. Last year was the big one um, where he actually missed a, a lot of the season. Yeah. Uh, the good news is, though, when he got, went down last year, the Dodgers were five games out of first. By the time he got back, they were eight games uh, in first place. So this team is built to withstand injuries. Um, he only pitches one every four or five, you know, uh, time so eighty percent of the games that they play, he's not even on the field. What's gonna What's gonna be horrible is two things: is if he if he's not back by the time the playoffs are, are around, he's scheduled to miss four to six weeks right now, uh, and that's depending on you know what happens. It could be worse. It could be better. It could be exactly four to six weeks. Um, we need him back for the playoffs. That's we we don't need him back right now. Take your time. Let him heal. Uh, we're far enough out in first place. We're going to make the playoffs. Even if it's not in first place, we're going to make the playoffs. They won tonight. Uh, this, this, Like I said, this team is built for this. You yes. know, There's going to be guys that are going to step up. The offense is still yeah. clicking. Uh, Cody hit another home run tonight. You know, They ended up winning. Hashtag belly bombs. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm not too worried about the regular season. That's not what I'm worried about. What I'm worried about is when the playoffs come around, if he's ready for the playoffs. The good news is, is if it's not as serious as... Uh, you know they're they're playing it to be you know they're taking their time. He'll have a rested arm by the time the playoffs do start. So as long as his back holds up for the playoffs, uh, we're good. I don't know what that means for the future uh, beyond this, but you know this this is the year. This is the year we're supposed to do it. So hopefully the baseball gods are on our side and uh, he's back for the playoffs. Uh, well, I can tell it's severe because you're talking about it like it's an earthquake. Like, oh, yeah. Last oh, year was the worse. big one. It was uh, worse. I remember where I was when yes. I heard the oh. news. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's how serious it yeah. is. You, yeah. you where was the where epicenter you yeah. of the injury? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the mound. Any yeah. aftershocks? L4, yeah. L5, yeah. I think. Seriously. Seriously. So... Um, it's scary. I mean, we don't know what to expect. I don't think anybody right now really knows what to expect. So, uh, time will tell. Who does anybody uh, come up? No, unfortunately, we lost uh, uh, Urias to uh, he's to an injury, so he's out for the rest of the season. He's uh-huh. going to have surgery. Uh, that was the one guy who you thought we thought was going to come up and yeah. you know and and take the it's place of uh, this pretty much be our number two or, or number three. Um, Rich Hill though has picked it up. So he's pitching really well. Um, Ryu pitched well enough tonight. Uh, Maeda's doing well. There are the talk. There, even before this injury happened, the Dodgers have been involved in all kinds of pitcher trades from uh, Verlander to Darvish to Sonny Gray. If, if a pitcher is available, the Dodgers' name is out there. So they have plenty of, of trade chips to get a pitcher. Any of those you like? Um, <laughs> Verlander. I would love for you to take you Darvish, by the way. But then I, I also saw a report <laughs> today that Verlander, just today yeah. that uh, the uh, Rangers were sending out to teams that he's not available. Oh, so really? he might not be leaving. I don't yeah, know how much that, that report Rangers. is true. Oh, you. But, but Verlander you has that is. Verlander pitched well today. <laughs> um, he's not who he used to be, but we don't need him to be who he used yeah. to be. And that's that's the key. Is, yeah, we is, need a number three. Yeah, yeah. We we don't need him to be a number one or even a number two. Eric's completely right. So, but would you have to pay number one or number two prices for him? Just money. No. Are they asking so. that much? I don't think no, so. It's just, it's just money. The Dodgers oh, have money. It's yes. plenty yeah. of money. <laughs> 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 oh, that's a, well, yeah. I mean, the Dodgers <laughs> just got rid of of uh, uh, what's his name? Um, the guy, the the relief the, pitcher from the Giants <laughs> that we picked up. I'm drawing Romo. a blank. Romo. Yeah, for pretty pretty much for cast. You guys had Tony Romo. Oh, speaking so he has of injuries, yeah, yeah. He, has, he has a mean splitter. Yeah. Um, they really basically got rid of him for cash considerations. They didn't even really want anything. They just wanted him off the roster. So, um, yeah, it's not it's not a, a thing of money. It's uh, I, I think they're going to be losing some um, players. I think more than money. Um, and so, yeah, we'll see we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, if the offense continues to do what it's doing, then I'm not too worried at all. You guys are built to endure this kind right. of thing. Exactly. I'll, I'll, I mean. Kershaw is probably the biggest scare to right. go down, but your team is, is for the regular solid. season. Yeah, we're yeah. definitely built to to withstand injuries for the regular season for and sure. And if he's not back by the playoffs, I mean, he's not that great in the playoffs anyway. I feel like you guys, <laughs> you know, that's the, the that's the crazy thing. Is, I, that, that was kind of a backhanded yeah. compliment, a backhanded but it's still like a compliment. I feel like it's not the end of the world if he's not available for the playoffs. 
I, I don't know. Last year he did really well, and if it wasn't yeah. for him coming out of the bullpen he, and throwing all yeah, those we innings, we wouldn't have gotten as far as we did. You can say what you will about yeah. Kershaw. I think he exercised yeah. those demons last year, last season, for right. sure. That might be old gents. You guys might want to try maybe just like urinating on his back. <laughs> <laughs> If it works, if it works, yeah. A return of Darren's <laughs> peeing on people obsession <laughs> yeah. to the show. Oh, well, that was never gone. So, <laughs> it was always there. I'm so glad we have a reputable guest on this one that, that yeah. <laughs> yeah. had to endure that. Hey, I'm just before, trying to help you, Dodger fans. Yeah, I appreciate before, it. I appreciate before it. Darren completely derails <laughs> it with that kind of talk, maybe we should move on. Yeah, <laughs> that's a Shall great, we? great transition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. On the show, we have we have a honest to god legitimate author. Seriously, wrote a book. He sent us a few copies of it, which uh, very generous of him, and it's it's fantastic. It's it's about the 1950s Rams. If you're a Rams fan, it's a must read. Definitely. And even if you're not a Rams fan, it's it's also just, a must read. Yeah, <laughs> if you're a fan of Los Angeles, yeah, yeah read you, it. If you live in Los Angeles, it's a great great history but it should be required reading in history yeah i feel like oh i agree there you go (laughs) (laughs) he is author of hollywood's team grit glamour and the 1950s los angeles rams jim hawk hey guys pleasure to be here yeah thanks for having me Absolutely. So, so why don't you give our listeners a little background on on you and and your your background with the Rams? Sure. So, I'm the youngest of seven kids. My dad uh, played for the Rams in the 1950s. Uh, his name was John Hawk. He uh, um, unfortunately passed away of cancer in 2000. And, and the genesis of of me writing this book, I wasn't. Uh, I've never been an author. Wasn't planning on being an author. And um, my dad's memorial service in Anaheim uh, in 2000. Uh, we had a bunch of his his old teammates and pals, um, everyone from Les Richter, you know, on down, um, sitting around. And we're, we're Irish, so we were sitting around having beers after the the services and and with these guys. And they were just telling old war stories of what it was like to play football in the 1950s. And I have two older brothers, and I'm the youngest, like I said, you know, used to getting punched. And one of my brothers kind of jokingly punched me in the arm and said, hey, buddy, you're you're a writer. I'm not. You need to write these stories down and capture this because these are awesome. Um, so that's where it started. It just started kind of like with the, the grieving process of losing a parent, you know, something unfortunately we'll all go through. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, you start from there. So I started, you know, uh, capturing the stories, calling the guys um, that my dad played with and beyond, people like Frank Gifford and Art Donovan and Y.A. Tittle and others um, um, throughout the league at the time who were kind of contemporaries to my dad. And I just, you know, um, got my recorder out and started capturing them. And, and really the, the, the deal was I wanted to capture them for um, both my siblings and my mom um, and just stories of, uh, of the Rams in the 50s and, and what it was like to play football back then. And the stories we had heard growing up, but to, to capture them not only from, from my perspective, from the first peer person hearing them as a kid and growing up, but also from some of my dad's um, teammates and buddies, if you will. So spent a number of years kind of, you know, doing it as a hobby. And, um, my, my oldest was born, whose, uh, name is John. He's, he's 15 now, but, um, um, you know, kind of when he was about six or seven, really, uh, uh, focused on finishing the book and I have a buddy in the book business. And, and last year he said, Hey man, the Rams are moving back to LA. You have oh, this yeah. finished book <laughs> called Hollywood's team. Um, you know, you knucklehead, you should publish this. So, um, found a great publisher in Los Angeles called Rearbird and, you know, the rest is history. So it came out last, um, last December. Um, you know, we tried to accelerate the, the publishing date, you know, to, to before the Rams uh, season started, but we yeah. couldn't do that. Book business is fickle like that. So that was the genesis of the book, and it was really a kind of a labor of love to, and just a blast to, to, to talk to my dad's, you know, buddies and former teammates and others, you know, around the league. And, and just imagine, to tell these yeah. some of the stories Seriously. that, uh, you know, I, I, I learned growing up, but um, to share them with other people, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. That's really cool. It's funny because earlier we were relating – because uh, that's what we do is we relate ourselves to pro athletes and you know successful people well, course, who, are, yeah. who are doing stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and talking about how we do the same thing. We we get around and, and tell stories of high school and and you know the old days working together and stuff like that. And 
And uh, I, I can tell you that there would never be a book written about our stories. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but it's really no. cool that you actually did it, and, and they're great stories. Yeah, and that's the cool thing about the book, too, is football in the 1950s and you capture oh. that it, it, it was a job you know seriously oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. yeah so it was you really didn't interesting get yeah it's really interesting to to see how how things were done back then so it is a yeah. cool take. yeah and that's a great point i mean there was a story that my dad used to say and and picked it up from you know his buddies as well um my mom was a third grade teacher in the 1950s both my parents grew up in la right around the coliseum and that i also try to kind of highlight the city as a almost a character um because right. i think sure. it's so, so cool of like the, the history of la and and uh you know here they were within walking distance of coliseum but my mom was a third grade teacher my dad was a you know pretty decent football player unfortunately his, his career was cut short by, you know, uh, major knee problems, but Mm -hmm. uh, he made the same exact amount of money as my mom as a third grade teacher. Can you imagine that today? Um, And there was a story about, you know, the one year my dad made the Pro Bowl, um, he uh, got 500 bucks for being in the game, and um, (laughs) what my parents do, they went out and bought a bedroom set, and to this day, my mom still calls it the Pro Bowl set. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Unfortunately, my wife doesn't like the style, so she wanted to give it to us. But <laughs> we're leaving that with my mother. Eric, Eric is a sixth grade teacher, and I can tell you tomorrow oh, he's cool. probably going into the district and uh, demanding the I'm same gonna, salary I'm gonna as ask for that. the football, the NFL minimum. Yeah, I'm going to ask for that. Uh, yeah. that, that uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Eric, you, you deserve it. Money. There we go. Take yeah, my yeah, mind There you go. <laughs> so well, why don't you tell us a little bit, what was it like having a pro athlete for a dad? Um, honestly, it was, you know, my dad was a really quiet, humble guy. Um, and, you know, he told a lot of stories, but, you know, we were, um, you know, he was of a generation where you didn't really kind of, you know, sing your praises too much. Um, you know, his, you know, my grandfather was a U.S. steel worker from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and in the depression kind of moved out West after he lost his job. And so, you know, my dad kind of, you know, had this, um, kind of uh, very, um, I guess, typical for a lot of L.A. families of that generation, you know, kind of moving there. It was new. Um, And he was just really humble. I mean, there's a story in the book about how, you know, as a kid, he would would, um, skin rabbits and sell their pelts, believe it or not, in like South, you know, L.A. um, to make money, you know, on the side. That was part of his, um, the way he made, you know, money when he was 11, 12, 13 years old. Um, But that was his whole life. He was, you know, an offensive lineman is kind of a workhorse by background. Um, and, uh, and that's part of what I try to do with the book is try to show that like the team was made up of people like my dad, as well as the big stars like crazy legs and Norm Van Brocklin and others, you know, hall of famers, like, you know, iconic names in the NFL, but, um, his buddies on the offensive line were kind of no names, but they kind of made things run. And just like any, business or any, you know, Hollywood studio, there's the folks holding the lights and, you know, mm-hmm. the cameras and, oh, yeah. you know, they may get their name on the credits, but, um, or you're a teacher, a sixth grade teacher, like Eric, I mean, yeah. I hate to be, kind of, you know, and sometimes those are the most um, interesting characters, more so exactly. than the ones you've known. Right. Exactly. So I just tried to, you know, and I tried to kind of use my dad as the protagonist of telling a story about, you know, the team and about the city and about, football in a place where it always, it, it drives me nuts when people say LA doesn't have great uh, sports fans and, you know, Us football too. fans. Us that, too, they were, That's why they we were, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, it, you know, it's the old field of dream thing. If you build it, they will come there and you, know. you build a winner, they will come. And, yeah. and, uh, um, you know, like we could, we could talk for hours about how the Rams screwed up in the eighties and, and early nineties of, of, and not marketing the team. But, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's really a story just about, um, about um, the Rams of the 50s and, and some of the, you know, the interesting, um, you know, people behind it. You know, there was another um, story that I highlight. Just P. Rosell was this um, PR guy, public relations guy, became the general manager of the Rams and then was the commissioner, you know, in the early 60s at age 33. I mean, he was, That's you crazy. know, a genius at marketing the team in the in the 50s. Sid Gilman was the, the coach in the in the late fifties, he was the architect of the modern passing game. Bob Hope was one of the owners. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, my mom used to tell stories about, you know, walking in the Coliseum, you could barely, um, get up to stands cause there was, you know, it was packed to the gills with people and there were people oh. sitting literally in the rows, um, <laughs> wow. you know, for, uh, to see the team. That's, that's crazy. And, and probably the majority Rams fans, right? Not rooting for the <laughs> yeah. other team. Like it is now. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was the 1950s. You're required. <laughs> yeah, we, we got some work to do. Uh, <laughs> it was a dutiful time. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the things that we all thought was interesting is that when the Dodgers first came to town, back when baseball was, you know, pretty much the most popular sport in America, the Rams were the top draw in L.A. But today, you know, football is obviously the king and the Dodgers in LA are the number one team. So it's, it's kind of reversed of, you know, yeah. from back then and now. And I mean, why do you think that is? Yeah, I think, I think one, it's, you know, in the fifties, um, you got to think back to, you know, the, the kind of the television era and in 1958 when the Giants played the Colts and it was kind of the, um, the first kind of national televised NFL championship. It wasn't the first actual, but it was the first because it was such a close game. And um, it, it, I think that kind of thrust the NFL and kind of the American psyche. But up until then, baseball was king. Um, it was a game that was, um, you know, highly covered on radio, which was the medium until, you know, the late 50s, early 60s of television. And football took off with the, you know, the TV sport. So, um you know, the Rams were, were there before the Dodgers. The reason I highlighted in the book, um, Roz we uh, Wyman, who formerly Roz Wiener, was a city council person. She became a, one of my, uh, a mentor of mine. Um, she's just a, an amazingly uh, funny, talented um, uh, woman who um, kind of was involved in California politics for a long time. But she, you know, in her, in her 20s, had the audacious uh, goal of trying to lure the Dodgers to L.A. Um, she saw what was going on with the Rams, and she said, I'm going to try to bring a, you know, the major, one of the major sports franchises to L.A. to really kind of make sure L.A. is established as a, as a top-tier city. And I got to know Roz. Um, uh, used to work for Senator Feinstein as her press secretary, and and Roz and Diana are really close friends and, and just cool. got to know, her to know each other and told stories who had just a blast talking to Roz and learning about, um, you know, her efforts to bring the Dodgers and, you know, she was looked at as this crazy 20 something, you know, city council <laughs> person, you know, trying to convince the mayor at the time, right. um, to bring the Dodgers. So I tried to juxtapose that, uh, in the book cause I thought, you know, you couldn't tell the stories about the fifties without, um, and, you know, sports in the fifties in LA without telling, uh, you know, so there's a chapter on the Dodgers and how it's, yeah. um, you know, both the Dodgers and the Rams learned from each other, how to market in the city and, uh, you know, played in the same state for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Being a Dodger fan, that was one of my favorite uh, chapters there. Really enjoyed it. You were, you know, talking about how the, the city itself was so uh, excited about the team coming and the Rams were kind of iffy at the, at the beginning. Um, but then that kind of turned around once they realized that, you know, this is probably going to be a blessing for both teams that, that the, the city could uh, handle two pro sports teams. Um, really, really cool chapter. I loved it. Well, not only that, I mean, you mentioned that the Rams did a lot of firsts. When, oh, totally. when they came over. I mean, yeah. they were the first team to integrate, the first uh, team to have their logo on their helmet and all that. And, you know, just, just a lot of firsts overall that the that the Rams did was just... Yeah, in a lot of ways, they were the first, you know, modern sports oh, franchise yeah. Yeah. in that way, you know. And, and, you know, the first team to really market, the first team to have a TV contract. They had a local TV contract and no, had fun amazing. researching the book and watching the old old films of, of uh, Rams games, you know, for <laughs> cigarette ads and liquor ads. It was pretty funny. <laughs> I, and I bet their TV contract was a contract where citizens of LA could actually watch them. Oh, on TV, that, right? that, that doesn't exist. Maybe the Dodgers could learn from that. Exactly. I, I do want to say, guys, we need to power through these questions before Jim realizes he's way overqualified to be talking to us. <laughs> <laughs> he's throwing out names that are yeah. way yeah. over our pace. This is awesome. Love are you it. kidding? Love I could it. go on all day. Yeah. All right. We love it. <laughs> Obviously, the Rams are not in the same state that they were back in the 50s. <laughs> not the glitz it's, and glamour of yeah, the, yeah. 2017. Yeah. The, the luster's kind of worn off. What, what do you think caused that downfall? I mean, I think it goes back to, um, you know, look, the 70s were really good. Late 60s, 70s for the Rams were, were you know, they were between the Dallas Cowboys and the Vikings and the Rams. They were constantly in the championship game. Um, but I think what happened was they moved to Anaheim, which at the time was a lot of fighting with, you know, City Hall to try yeah. to get the Coliseum yeah. fixed. But moving to Anaheim, and, and I always looked at it from the prism of um, I have two uncles on my mom's side and my, my 
my um, my mom's oldest brother um, who passed away as well, but he was really close to my dad, a huge football fan. They lived in San, the San Fernando Valley in Encino, and he would drive to Anaheim the first few years. He had season tickets. And over time, that's a, you know, on a Sunday, that's a two-hour drive in some cases. Your day's done. Um, And so, you know, both ways. So, you know, (laughs) then the Raiders moved to town, and and he's like, screw it, I'll give up my Rams tickets, and I'll become a Raiders fan. Um, You know, L.A. is a big geographic place. It's obviously a huge city. You guys live there. But, um, you know, just geographically, it takes a long time to drive from one spot to the other with traffic. And so I think that was the beginning of the challenges they had in Anaheim. And, you know, over time they lost a lot of their, a lot of their fan base was based, you know, half of it was from the San Fernando Valley. So mm-hmm. um, it just, you know, degraded over time. And, and frankly, too, the old ownership um, under um, Georgia Frontier, I was an intern for a, a year when I didn't know anything about public relations or marketing. Um, now I have 20 plus years experience, but just kind of seeing like the, the lack of any kind of, um, you know, uh, market and marketing support wow. for the team. Um, wow. I mean, you see the billboards and you see the advertising now. I, I think they've gotten it. They've gotten religion, if you will. Right. Um, yeah. You've got to you've got to market the team in Southern California. There's a lot of competition for product. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just talked about the Dodgers. That yeah. you know they put a winner on the field. The Lakers, you know, they have right. had a few rough years, but they have a, a, a proud history as well. But you got to put it back into the community um, and really engage the community. I was uh, a couple weeks ago. I was invited to go to Rams Fest, which was put on by the, the SoCal Booster Club and this guy named Ralph Valdez. And I was like, it was inspiring. There was like three plus thousand people that showed up on a Saturday in Chino wow. just to kind of have this giant tailgate. And <laughs> it was cool. amazing. And I was like, this is so cool. My my wife calls me and goes, oh my God, what's going on? You're so happy. And I was like, yeah, I'm with a bunch of Rams fans. I'm with my people. <laughs> I love that. Now, now you say that LA such, has a big market. Now, can we have another team such as the Chargers and play? Uh, I think that I think you can. I mean, um, you know, I grew up early in my life in LA and then we moved to the New York metropolitan area and, um, you know, New York supports two football teams, two basketball teams, you know, and, and, uh, two baseball teams, obviously. I think it's possible. I think it's going to be tougher for the chargers just because the Rams do have a longer history in the city. Um, I think it was a mistake for the chargers to move to LA. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, they should have tried to work it out in in, in, San, Diego, yeah. in uh, San Diego. I mean, I'm not a big fan of uh, relocations in general, but uh, the we Rams aren't are either, unless it's the Rams. Unless it's the Rams, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, a, it's a restoration, not a relocation. Right? That's right. Yeah, exactly. Go. Yeah, and that's the other crazy thing uh, when you were talking about trying to woo the Dodgers over and then the Rams. And you talked about the city being a character as well. And one of the things that I enjoyed is, uh, you know, you talked about Disneyland, you know, opening in 1955 and that coinciding with the, you know, with the Rams and how the mm-hmm. city played a major role. So it's interesting that now LA is this destination, but at the time it was hard to try to get people to convince, uh, you know, to come to the city and to make it a big deal that it is. Now we have too much to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> no, it's a great, it's a great question. Seriously, I mean, you know, it's. Um, I'd heard the stories from my parents about you know Disneyland, and and you think it's kind of hard to imagine today, but the park was built in less than a year. Um, wow. It still wasn't Jeez. finished when they when they were were you know open the doors. They had given. You know, the Disney folks had had, had um, it was a much smaller business. Uh, as a matter of fact, Ron Miller, who was one of my dad's teammates, was married to Diane Disney, Walt Disney's daughter. So, my parents knew the Disney. That and, is awesome. It's um, really good. Cool. Diane Disney had they had seven kids, like we had seven kids. So, you know, Ron Miller went to USC. So my dad was, um, um, you know, friends with him. But they, you know, <laughs> they were just you know regular folks. But they, the, the, the Disney's um, and Walt Disney was smart. He, you know, saw professional athletes and. And, you know, gave them tickets to take their families and, you know, promote Disneyland um, as part of, uh, you know, their marketing as well. Um, You know, unfortunately, Ron went out to uh, be the producer of the first Tron, which was a huge bust. But uh, um, he was the the president of Disney for the Disney Corporation for for a number of years. But, but yeah, no, I mean, it was a good, it's a good, great question because, like, you know, Disneyland and, and the Disney company was growing as well at this time. And so, yeah, I tried to show that. Um, and just through some of these stories, 
um, that you highlighted that, you know, here was a city that was kind of exploding, you know, um, doubling almost in in population every decade in the 50s and 60s. Uh, The other thing that I like enjoyed about your book, you talked uh, about Don Paul and how he played the role of the villain, even though he never he never considered himself dirty, but he really embraced that role in getting others to hate him. Can you talk a little bit more about him? And do you think that the Rams today need a polarizing villain or someone like that, a personality to be put on the radar? Yeah, it's funny because um, you know my dad would—he uh, was a really good friend of my dad's, and and uh, you know my dad would always say it was kind of a lot of the hype with those villain hype. Um, but you know, Sports Illustrated and other magazines tried tried to kind of create the, the um, you know folks like Don and others in the league. Um, uh, you know, it was a time where rules were. You know, the head slap was allowed, and you were kind of bloodied, and and you know, my dad used to say he felt he got a promotion when he got to the NFL because he you know he went from a college helmet that he could like fold up and put in his back pocket <laughs> to actually get like a solid helmet, you know, with a chin strap, you know. So the time was different. I mean, the the country was still kind of like you know. Uh, kind of embracing football and, and, and it, it always been a, it's always been a violent collision sport um you know for better and worse but uh yeah i think don i mean don was actually a really sweet guy and my a good friend of my dad but it was hype you know in the last part of your question you know do the rams need that again um i think they need to win yeah. <laughs> you know and just, i think winning winning heals all all, all things really but um, you know aaron donald is an absolute beast you know, oh, yes, and, uh, he is. <laughs> well, that leads us to uh, to our current team. I mean, what thoughts do you have on them? You think we're moving in the right direction with McVay? Yeah, I think, I mean, we watched him. You know, I live, my wife thinks I'm nuts, full disclosure, because <laughs> I live in, she's, she, uh, when I bought Ram season tickets last year, and I, I only bought it four, I was going to buy eight, and she says, honey, you do realize we live 3,000 miles away. Right? <laughs> That's a long drive. And I was, like, I was like, don't kill my dreams, babe. But uh, anyway, so, but I raised that because we, we've, we've gotten to, my youngest, unfortunately, I'm trying to uh, convince him to change. He's 12, but he's a Redskins fan, and so I'm trying to, to heal him of his, his, oh, his ways. Oh, yeah. Please, and embrace please grandpa's team. It's, it's in the family. He's 51-49 yeah. now, but uh, the long tough. story is, you know, we got to watch Sean McVay here in TC and, uh-huh. and he's a talent and he's I think he's awesome. lightning in a bottle oh, oh yes. um, yeah, I think it's just so, the way he talks to all the players so much differently than what Fisher had to say with uh, the team yeah and I think honestly guys I mean you know you talked uh, talked about it earlier just LA you know to, to capture attention yep. you gotta throw the ball and you gotta have a dynamic offense and yeah uh, dynamic and the Rams offense were, were terms that did not go together last year. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so I think McVay's going to bring some dynamism to the team. It'll be interesting to see, like, you know, with, with um, you know, Andrew Whitworth and others, like, mm-hmm. you know, some cogs. They still need some more cogs, but, you know, giving the kids some, some players to block for them up front, I think is important. I mean, last watching last year's offensive line and the Swiss cheese was, uh, was painful, but... Oh, yeah. uh, um, and always throwing a rookie, um, you know, into the uh, the game is interesting. But he, he reminds me of Jim Everett a little bit. And I'm, you know, not a Jim Rome guy. I'm, yeah. I'm a Jim Everett guy. I think Jim Everett was uh, you said Jim, was actually Chris, much right? better, yeah. 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 much better than uh, than given credit for. And, yeah. and I think he can be, you know, obviously even better than Jim Everett if he's given time and. He's obviously got to put on a little bit more weight and strength, and, and uh, but he can throw the ball. Yeah. Um, and you know the defense, Wade Phillips is an absolute star. Yeah, and I think yeah. the defense is going to thrive. The three fours, I like it as a as a um, framework better. But he's you know he's he's a top ten defensive coach every year he coaches, and yeah. the players love him. So I think they're going to surprise people. Any thoughts on uh, Aaron Donald and his contract? Sign him yesterday. <laughs> um, Darren's been saying the I same agree. thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, they, they've got to sign him and they've got to um, get it done. I think they're they're working hard to figure it out and looking at yeah. other teams and, and seeing what other you know big name players like Indomikasu and others have made. And but they need to do it. I think they recognize it. Um, if they let that go before the season starts, that's a huge mistake. Oh yeah, I agree. Well, one thing we like to do on this show is make predictions, and and I got to be honest, always our predictions are spot on, one hundred percent. What are your thoughts? Better record this season than last season? 
Yes. All right. I'm that's gonna, what we want to say. I'm going to say nine and seven or ten and six. Yeah, that's they're going to surprise I like I think that's about right. I of course. They're yeah. going to prove my wife wrong, guys. Yes. yes. Well done. Yes. I was going to say, you think driving from the San Fernando Valley is bad, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Jim, well, this has been an awesome discussion. You are uh, knowledgeable and well-spoken, so it was a great change of pace for our listeners. Uh, why <laughs> yeah, they're don't used you... to hearing us talk. Yeah, so. right. Yeah. Why don't you uh, let everybody know how to, how to find you, social media, websites, how, and, and how to get the book. So the book's available, guys, um, at hollywoodsteam.com. You can check us out online. We're also, you can also follow us on Twitter at, at hollywoodsteam. Um, it's available on all um, kind of major uh, booksellers, Barnes & Nobles, uh, Amazon.com, any independent seller as well. And uh, well, just one last thing I wanted to add was um, we wanted to um, donate because we didn't really, I didn't really ever mean for this to be published beyond my immediate family. I wanted the proceeds um, that I get off of it, um, the sales, to go to a great charity, a uh, great organization in Los Angeles called Homeboy Industries. Um, oh, that's uh, awesome. By, nice. by Father Greg Boyle, a um, place I used to work at early in my career when I was a teacher. That's um, very cool. a wonderful uh, cafe and silk screen and, and bakery. So uh, support the kids who need, need nice. help. Nice. Very, very cool. Jim, well, we can't thank you enough for taking the yes. time with us. Seriously. Awesome. Jim Hawk. Woo! Yes. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, we'll uh, we'll hope to talk to you in the in the future. We'll we'll celebrate a Rams winning season. How about uh, there you go. <laughs> a little later this we'll year? Go Rams! Yeah, love it. Go <laughs> Rams! Right. Take care, Jim. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jim. Right. Take care. All right. How about that? Huh? Oh. Good, good dude. Great Seriously, stuff. yeah, knows what he's talking about. I yeah. love it. He does. Very cool. Yeah, and and there's so there's so much going on with the book. It's so interesting. About it, the is, city it is a good read. Yeah, it's not for just, sure. You know, it's not just if you're a Rams fan. It's no, just no. being in yes. Los Angeles and what life was like in the 1950s. The and history, the NFL, and the, it's just a great, yeah. great, if great you, story. If you have any sort of pride for the city, or, yeah. or you know, even if you don't, it, it is. It's <laughs> it's like a time capsule. <laughs> yeah, book to, very true. Kind of relive that. Yeah, very very true. Awesome, good dude. Good stuff. All right, we got to take a quick 30 second break. When we come back, we got angels, we got galaxy, and and some big guys in shorts actually news. It really some is. Guys yes. in shorts news. Totally. Breaking news. You are not going to want to miss. Breaking we, news. We got sources. Very exciting. All right. <laughs> we'll be right back. Here in LA, we love our weather and sports teams, but we do not love our traffic. With a car accident every six seconds, we all know someone who's been in a fender bender. At Garcia Chiropractic, we specialize in relieving pain caused by sports injuries, car accidents, or just the stress of sitting in daily traffic. Our x-ray analysis ensures you get the treatment you need. Have you had a sports injury or been in a car accident? Know someone who has? Go to DannyGarciaDC.com to schedule a new patient exam. We're so confident you'll love your first visit, we're willing to pay for your gas. Mention guys in shorts and you'll receive a $20 gas card. Again, that's DannyGarciaDC.com. Schedule your exam today. We are back. Dang it. I forgot to ask Jim Hawk about Shark Week. Oh, <laughs> Shark Week? You know kinda, he watches. Kind of pissed about I don't know. He seems a little too successful to have time to <laughs> sit around and watch Shark Week. A little too Week. important. A little too important. Yeah, way yeah. too important. He probably owns a shark. He, he knew. <laughs> we should have asked him to drop some more names. That guy knows everybody. everybody. Yeah, that was me. awesome. You, and I feel like now that we know him, the degrees yeah. between us and Walt Ooh, Disney. There and, you go. And all just one step closer. Is, yeah. All right, let's talk some angels. Yes. Shall we, Mr. Besa? What do you got? Right now, the Angels are sitting at uh, two and a half, two and a half games back behind uh, the wild card spot. We have the uh, Mariners tailgating right behind us. So, if this is a time that the Angels want to go ahead and keep on to that lead, then they need to go ahead and start winning. Last week, that's solid advice. Yeah, last week when the Nationals came into play, it was a it was a good first game. You have that Trout, you have Bryce Harper, and it's it was a very exciting game knowing that at the top of the first when Bryce Harper gets his home run, as Angel fans are like gloating and moaning and groaning. But when you see Trout answers right back with the even further 
home run, it kind of just uh, makes us a little bit yeah. happier that uh, Trout's on our team. Now, I got a question. Harper didn't even play in the second game. They didn't They no. didn't start him. He's probably watching Is that Shark... a slap in the face to you know, us? No, he was watching Shark Week. <laughs> did he say Shark Week? Shark Week. No. Shark Week. Oh, yeah. 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 He just sharded. Because he just sharded. <laughs> no, you didn't, you, didn't, you didn't see the wow. news? The reason why he didn't play in the second game? No. There was reports of a fan stalking Bryce Harper, and it turned Shut out to up. be our very own... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's where he's been. Ben, go yeah. see it. So to keep to keep Bryce safe, they he had to keep him off the field. He didn't have a kid. <laughs> he heard Bryce Harper was lying. That son of a. Yeah. Get back to the studio, that Ben. So weird, Ben. <laughs> you are an enigma, my friend. Enigma uh, wrapped in a mystery. Yes. Yes. That's that's Ben. <laughs> so Angels overall, I mean, you have Trout coming back. He's uh, right now. He's hit three home runs over the last five games. You've had. Uh, Good to uh, see him back to oh, yes, form. Yes. Yep. Luis totally. Falbuena also adding to the runs. He's also hit three uh, home runs in the last five games. You have Angelton Simmons, who's hit uh, back-to-back home runs over the last uh, two games. So offensively, we're starting to go ahead and pick up. We took two games of uh, Boston of the three-game series. Oh, uh, that's always series. Feels so good to series. win that yes, series. Yes, yes, yes. And I want to give know? a big shout-out to oh. uh, Dan Gomez. We actually went to the game on Sunday. <laughs> and me and Aiden, my son, we were just heckling him oh, the well entire done. time. Well and done. he just well sat done. through Fantastic. like a champ. So no one good likes- going for you. You, uh, Dan. No one likes uh. the mass holes. <laughs> yeah. that's, no. that's the worst to lose to Boston. Yes. Unfortunately, home. we do have some uh, bad news. Uh, Cameron Maben, our left fielder, is out. He took a little bad dive going into uh, second base. So he's going to be out for about uh, six weeks or so. And um, we also have some good news. Andrew Heaney and uh, Skaggs, they're also doing some... Uh, Rehab games, and actually, playing, we might be Castellan. seeing. Yes, we might be seeing Skaggs uh, coming back uh, shortly. So uh, he's had uh, two rehab games so far, and right now they're kind of working on him extending his uh, pitching. So uh, they're kind of going to take it further and further into the game. So hopefully, he'll be back yeah. shortly. And and bad news. One of our bold predictions, officially, uh, you can close the chapter on. He's done. As Danny Espinosa was released. He is <laughs> released. The Espinosa So he's not going to hit the uh, 30 over. home runs Honest, that you predicted? Honest question. <laughs> is that the worst bold prediction we've made? We've made some stinkers. <laughs> that might we've be made, the worst we, one. Yeah, we've made some yeah. stinkers before. Yeah. Can I say it's the worst? No, yes. Yes. We'll go back so. to the tapes <laughs> and look it up. But it might be. I'm it sure might there's be. some it bad ones. It's in the yeah. running. Yeah. It's oh, in the yeah. running. I would it's say in the that. Running. Yes, yeah. definitely. It's a nominee. It's an honor just to be nominated. <laughs> oh, there you go. All right. Let's move on, shall we? Galaxy. Speaking, Hammer. Speaking of teams that suck, oh. let's talk about the LA Galaxy. <laughs> kind of glad you oh. discussed that after oh, Dodgers. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we saved the best for last, yeah. folks. That's yeah. why we had to tease. Make, make us Angels fans. <laughs> Lord. Oh, you're going to feel great after this. Yes. So the Galaxy came in on a four-game losing streak. <laughs> Five, yeah. Wow. Breathe. Breathe. Oh, my gosh. You're I, thought you, I thought you said four game losing streak yeah four, four game losing streak oh. five game losing streak if you count the game against manchester united oh so we were hoping to build, even get a tie yeah there. hoping to get some momentum <laughs> after a week. solid second half against manchester united they came out with some starters back from injury including victor's beloved jermaine jones <laughs> who he uh, is convinced is the whole problem with the team at the beginning of the season and uh, we were playing against the new england revolution who were sitting in 10th out of 11 teams in the Eastern Conference. So this was the game that the Galaxy was going to get their mojo back. So they came out flat. They couldn't connect on their passes. And they went down early. They, they battled back. They tied the game one once. You thought, okay, maybe this isn't so bad. Maybe this is an anomaly. And then they went down again to go 2-1 down at the half. So I was thinking to myself, the second half was going to be where we're going to find out who this Galaxy team is. We had a second half against the Chicago Fire, where that's where Yella Van Dam got uh, taken off by Kurt Anolfo. The team says that that was a rallying point, and this is where the team kind of turned around their season, and they went on a four-game win streak after that. So I was thinking, okay, they're down against a bad team. This is going to be where the Galaxy shows their grit right. and what they've right. got. And they came out, and they looked good for about 20 minutes, and they were able to tie the game with a second goal from Daniel Stairs. And why that's important is Daniel Stairs is a defender, right. and he has just 
just as many goals as some of our forwards and more goals than some of that's, our forwards. That's bad because I've never even heard you <laughs> yeah, mention yeah. his name. Before. So he has two goals. He has scores two goals in one game from our defender. So that's a bad sign. But at least they had um, a tie game. They were battling. You could tell, okay, there's a little bit of fire here. Maybe the Galaxy is riding the ship. And then the wheels just completely fell off. Oof. New England substitute Teal Bunbury. Oh, yeah. It's a great name. His name's Teal? Teal. Yeah, Teal Bunbury. Teal. It's a great Terrible name. Terrible name. <laughs> One of the best. Well, he scored two goals in three minutes and just absolutely killed the Galaxy's spirit. And they went up 4-2 at the time. And you just saw the Galaxy uninspired. They floundered. They they just they didn't look like they were putting it together. And they looked so unmotivated. The wheels just completely fell off. They were able to get a goal back. Ariel Lasseter scored his first goal. He's an actual forward. And he scored his first goal of the season. He almost messed it up. But he still ended up putting it in the back of the net. So they lost the game Four to three, and their losing streak in Major League Soccer is now at five games, and they are ninth place in the West out of 11 teams. So things are an absolute dumpster fire. Still not the worst. Yeah, still not the worst. Bigger dumpster fires. (laughs) There's a bigger dumpster fires, but they're expansion teams and teams that don't have, you know, "Quote unquote," the marquee talent right. that the LA Galaxy have. So it's it's really it's really sad to see a team that looks this unmotivated and uninspiring. And my brother, you know, I have to give him a shout out. He sent me a great comparison. He said, "Kurt Anolfo is Lane Kiffin." And so if you think about Lane Kiffin's time with uh, USC, there was a little glimmer of hope, but when it went south, it went south hard. So Kurt Anolfo at the beginning of the season, I wasn't completely sold, but I was thinking, okay, he came up with some of these young players. Maybe he can put it together. But now that it's going south, it's going south hard. And I think if you can't motivate your players, when you see a team that's unmotivated, that's a huge issue. Say what you will about injuries, say what you will about tactics. But when the players aren't playing hard, with a few exceptions, you know, our our, uh, podcast favorite Romain, Romain Alessandrini. There he's, he is. He's our favorite guy. He's working his ass off, but mm-hmm. he's just one guy. And you have Ashley Cole, another a defender who's right. playing well, but he's 35, 36 years old, so you can't rely on him to do all the heavy lifting. So you have these young bucks, and they're just uninspired, and that comes from the top. And you saw that happen at, at USC. Lane Kiffin the, he was like a cancer in the locker room. He couldn't get those players to rally behind him. And I don't think the Galaxy players um, respect the coach. There's been a few kind of backhanded yeah, you know, comments said at post game, kind of directing that you know things should be di- could have been handled differently directly with the the manager. So I think mm. I think yeah. Anolfo's time is numbered. I don't know if he's going to last the season, but I think for me, his time is up. I I, yeah. I don't like what I'm seeing. Well, I'm I was just going to ask at the beginning. I mean, you you've said that this is a young team. Is this a rebuild or is this an experiment? <laughs> That this has is, just gone wrong. Uh, this is a dumpster fire. It's yeah, a it's yeah. it's an experiment gone wrong. Okay. They they were so it's not a rebuild they, that you need to give. It's time. not a rebuild because you they have a lot of veterans on the squad. They have a lot of talent. So it, you can't say that they're rebuilding, but they did infuse a lot of youth, and they tried to. I think they maybe tried to infuse more players. At one time, usually when you see the big teams in Europe infuse the youth, you'll see them bring on a 16-year-old kid or an 18-year-old kid, but he's the one player surrounded by veterans and they kind of work him into the team. Here they're putting you know, four or five young guys who haven't started an MLS game before and they're putting them all on the field at the same time. So I've heard some people take the the positive that, well, this, they're going to be great for next season. But why? Why do we need to be great next season? We have talent. We have people. Yeah. We're the a premier I, I franchise. I don't even see that happening. But to be I, honest, but, but it goes to that culture yeah. of losing. If you're used to losing, if right. you're used to getting burned, how does that really help you? I've been on some teams that lost every Sunday. You know, I know I love to compare myself to the pros here, but you know, oh, yeah. Ben, is that you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> losing, losing week in and week out doesn't make you better. But playing against top talent, uh, developing during practice, and working with good players makes you better. Not lo- losing games every week is not what's going to make you better. So the Galaxy is in absolute disarray. LAFC is licking their chops, oh, watching the Galaxy just completely that's fall. That's the added oh, that's element the, that's to the this. That's the salt in the wound is uh, you see a lot of a lot of talk on on, on Facebook and on Twitter yep. of yeah. uh, people who have claimed allegiance to abandoning LAFC. Ship. Who, well, not necessarily abandoning, but people who bought season tickets for LAFC and who were not necessarily interested on the Galaxy. They're loving watching the Galaxy fall apart. Because going back to what Jim Hawk was saying about um, the Rams not marketing themselves 
themselves well. A lot of people feel that the Galaxy didn't market themselves appropriately to the Los Angeles fan base, and that's where they feel LAFC is going to step in and really be LA's team. And so that's where the Galaxy's... If they're not winning, they're going to lose that stronghold as far as Los Angeles' team. And that's the scary thought, is that the Galaxy not being a premier organization. And to think you went from almost winning, you know, making the playoffs and having enough talent to maybe make an MLS Cup, or yeah. we're not that far removed. And now we're talking about them not being to the being, best team in to LA. being the Clippers yeah, for of a team the MLS that doesn't exist. or the Chargers of the MLS. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh. I'm going to speak that into existence. <laughs> you should. I know overreactions, <laughs> Shout was out to LeVar Ball. overreactions was last week. So I'm not going to say that they're worse to a team that doesn't have any players yet. But it just things are so bad that it makes you think that way. And just the fact that they're making you think that they're they're not going to be good f- yeah. for years to come is really, really scary. What, now, I, what I find amusing is that your shirt says pain-free, but yet you <laughs> oh, sound oh. like you're in so much pain. Oh, I'm, you know, just I'm physically pain-free. Oh, yeah. Which is good. <laughs> Shout out to Corey and Bueller Physical Therapy in Brea. Oh, but, uh, the back is good? <laughs> the, nice. the back is nice. good. But the back is good, but, but emotionally, the Galaxy yeah. have broken me oh. in the past few weeks. It's really sad. Hammer. Sad times. I hate to see you on the downswing. And then the best part is we get Seattle this Saturday, who's just red hot, scoring goals on people left and right. So things don't look promising (laughs) in the next next week. Well, sorry to hear that, buddy. uh... (laughs) And that's how you end the podcast. I hate to end on a down note, so you know what? We're not going to do it. There you go. We got some exciting news. Hit him with the tease. Jim Hawk was kind enough to... uh, Give us some books as a donation to give out to some fans. So that's our big guys in shorts news. If you, how are we going to do this? Social media experts. Yeah, just find us on on our social media. We'll we'll explain it on there. Yeah, find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and we're going to be running a contest in the upcoming days uh, so you can get your hands on a copy of Jim Hawk's Hollywood's Team. Nice. Yes. Yes. Which again, great thanks read. to him for for coming on the show, and 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 it is a great read. Yes. Anything else? I think we're out of actually here. yes. Um, normally, when I bring up my um, useless stat of the week, uh, you kind of know where where I'm headed yes. with them. Wait a yeah. minute. Do we right? need an intro for you? Um, sure. Victor Costello's useless <laughs> stat of the week. Yes. <laughs> but this week. I'm going to throw you guys a little curveball. This is my useless stat of the week. Try not to. The Angels are the only team in the, in the majors to win every game this season in which they have led by three or more runs. Well yes! done, guys. Yes! Well done. You guys We're the blow, best. You don't blow We're the lead. best. Woo! We're going to get that wild card spot. Oh, <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. That's a, that's a good... You know what? I don't think that's even useless. No. I feel like that's a legit stat of the week. And like thank you for that, Vic. Thanks for the love. Well um, done. I try to spread it around every once in a while. <laughs> All right. We are out of here. We are Guys in Shorts. Follow us on Twitter at Guys in Shorts LA and on Instagram at Guys in Shorts Sports. You can also find us on Facebook or at guysinshorts.com. And, and uh, visit the store there. We got, we got tons of great Guys in Shorts stuff. Except shorts. No we shorts. still don't still have no shorts. shorts. We're working on Which it. Which is, yeah. that's, that's an enigma right there. <laughs> Leave a voicemail for us at 562-450-3356. And as always, please share the show with all your friends. Review it on Apple Podcasts. And you can also subscribe there. All that good stuff. And I just want to extend an open invitation. Uh, since Ben's been gone oh. these past couple weeks, I just want to say there's someone who's uh, LA sports related is going to have a lot of free time on their hands. Yeah. So OJ Simpson, if you want to come join us oh, in right. the studio, uh, feel you, free to yeah. come on into Jeff's house. I'll and, tell you. Uh, what, uh, wow. And, and wow. That maybe we'll just do a call in. Maybe we'll do a call in. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. What if he brought his gold jacket? Oh, oh, no, still not. Still not worth it. <laughs> Come on, OJ. We want the juice on the pod. Things took a turn. Oh. And I'm, I'm fully responsible for that one. Shaking. A little nervous. Oh. For Victor Costello, Darren Besa, and Eric the Portuguese Hammer I'm Jeff Wilson. We'll see you guys next week. Lonzo Ball. Sorry. We're- <laughs>
We're obligated to mention his name. Obligated to mention his name as an L.A. sports news. I just realized. They would have kicked us out of L.A. They really would have.